morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I'm mildly offended. I've been sitting here for two hours, bringing heat, hosting the show. Charlie and I just had a little discussion on the TV side. TV duties tonight, Fox 2, 5, 6, 9, 10. And Hoffman goes, wow, okay, wow. hold on. Put in a Wait, full day. Hold I'm on. Like, what, what? I say that, not to be insincere, but you, three hours of radio, you're filling in for Frank, which I appreciate. Uh, so from 10 to 1, then you got to hop on over and do the not fun TV side for a couple of hours. Oh, this is the fun, fun side. side. Radio's the fun side. They're all fun. Over. People Pop always, on down to the two, Fox. People always say, what do you prefer? I said, tied for first. Love. Love them both. No complaints. Chuck's here. Chuck Marlowe in the house. Holding the Blues accountable. Did you tell the Blues good luck? <laughs> I told him good luck. How about this homestand, eh? You got a hat trick from Schwartz in a win. Was that your question at Blues? This is kind of, this might be the theme of my. Hey, guys, how about this homestand? <laughs> this might be the theme of my 5 p.m. story Whoa, on Fox 2. Don't give it all away. Jaden Schwartz Hattie. Barbie Hattie. Then you beat the best team in hockey in a crazy exciting game, which Craig Berube, I asked him about this homestand. He said it took years off his life watching that game, coaching that game on Saturday. And then the media chuckling went, that's so damn funny. That wasn't meant to (laughs) be funny. funny. I'll kill all of you. And uh, let's wrap it up with a a four-game home sweep tonight against Vegas. The third place team in the other division in the West, kind of their counterpart, right? Martin, so it sounds like your piece tonight just sort of recapped. That was it. The homestand. Did Douglas do the stand up? <laughs> what piece did you do? And then they beat Detroit. Oh, sorry. By the beat... way, okay, do you want me to do a minute and a half on Carl Gunnarsson being back? Yes. I did also mention that, and we'll Probably discuss. The... So then, then what happens now? He'll say, hey, your piece is in. Don't mention Gunnarsson. Don't mention the fact they're playing Vegas. Don't mention the fact they've won three straight in the homestand. And you're like, hey, the Blues. They play hockey. Here's Chuck. I'm too but distracted by the four water bottles currently facing me yeah, right me now. Yeah, me too. Because well, Martin cannot possibly consolidate to one drinking cup. I am coordinating, <laughs> and I thought, actually, the optics are worse. I've got all yes. these water bottles, and I'm finishing. You're destroying the earth with those. And I think I, I refilled all these at the water cooler. Different which brands. no longer exists. Little Deja Blue, little Ice Mountain. But I thought Chuck would look at this and immediately say, hey, where's my coffee cup? Because you brought oh. me a coffee mug the other day. Can we do that more often? Can I request coffee? Absolutely. Okay. We have great coffee. Can I just say something? <laughs> the Marlowe coffee. <laughs> no, I'm being dead serious. The Marlowe Inn, where Joe Young likes to drink while on IBW 100%. duty. Joe, I saw him today down there at the Enterprise Center. Great guy. Let me tell you something. I think, I think you guys know, and hopefully anybody that's listened to me for a while knows, I just don't care about much. And I can, I'll eat a sandwich. I don't have to go to the nicest restaurant. You know, I don't have to wear the nicest clothes. But I have been conditioned, and I blame my wife, or I credit my wife, because yeah. now ah, I have yeah. become kind of a coffee elitist. Wow. And I will smell the coffee grounds, and I can smell the good coffee. And we make good coffee. Sometimes other places, maybe you go get your oil changed, they have the coffee there. 
Now, it's free, so it's all good. But a good-smelling coffee, mm, it's worth it. Martin, I have a, I have a, um, a job for you, an assignment for when you're in Milwaukee, because you'll be the first person to see these players. For Chuck, for me too, you got to get a sampling of Jose Martinez's coffee grounds so we can make that here at the station and sample it on the air. I like how Mar- the Marlowe Inn, which is fictitious, actually has a slogan. We make good coffee. We make good mm-hmm. coffee. I really enjoyed it. And then leaving the building on Friday. This was weird by you, by the way. Leave, Go ahead. I, I disagree. I think it's a text topic. Leaving the building on Friday, <laughs> Chuck's like, oh, I got my, my coffee. It was a nice container, a coffee container. Like a, a nice, nice Starbucks car. travel yeah. container that Correct. I felt like if Martin took it home, I would never get it back. Fair. No, so I said, I'm not giving it back to you dirty. I just used it a little under the weather. I said, I'll clean it run it through the dishwasher, and bring it back. And he said, I'll never see it again. Yep. Not true, except today, getting ready for radio, going through my Marquette backpack, I'm digging around like, oh, there's that coffee mug that belongs to Chuck. They make good coffee, Marlo. (laughs) And I said, I'll clean it tonight, and then I'll have it tomorrow. But all these water bottles are just going to remind you that I didn't bring you coffee mug. Do you think you should take it home and clean it or give it right back to the person? What do you think? If they ask for it, give it to them. Right, we were, Char- we were in the parking lot wrestling. Charlie did ask for the cup, so to say, fine, you can clean it at your house. Otherwise, yes, go home and clean it. My concern is, also Chuck's concern, because you leave from Milwaukee on Wednesday. So if you don't bring it tomorrow clean, that means Chuck's not seeing it till at the earliest, what, Monday when have morning? I, when have I promised on the air to get something done and then not actually That's never it? happened once. I, I could not name three or four instances of that happening. Okay, well, Just with Fast Daddies alone. I will... <laughs> I'll swing by Fast Eddie's on my way out of town, clean your coffee mug, and bring it in here. So Chuck is here, fresh off a Blues morning skate. We've got the Blues in Vegas tonight. The numbers are startling. The fact that they have 88 points with seven to go, and mentioned this with Chris Kerber in our 11 o'clock hour, even if they only win four of those games, which is pretty conservative, four of seven, maybe the last game won't count, you never know, that's still a 96-point season. Hoff is the number guy. Martin. If they end up with 96 points, again, a reasonable thought, seven to go, winning four of the seven, where would 96 points fall in terms of all-time Blues history? Ooh, let me check. Because I was actually looking at what their over-under was for the year. Because the last, last time we looked at it, I think I had it at like 92 or 93, and it was like 13th best. We, we may be talking about a top-10 season. 13th best. It's still 13th yes. best. Okay. Which... Last year was 94. I feel like their over-under was 94.5 or 95. So just over. And a lot of the math, too. You can catch Nashville. That appears to be your first-round opponent. And if you want to be granted, those country buggers can be beat down there. The Blues show that you really want to start that series at home. Get a little momentum. It's all there. Chuck, it's all there for the taking. That's what I like to say. But look, if you're playing Nashville, which it looks like they will be, the whole thing with the country buggers, and look, if I live there and we have family there, it's great, but they do the thing with the fish. You have the Titans offensive linemen chugging beers. It actually looks like fun, but as a Blues, I don't want to say fan, we cover the team right down the middle. But don't you want to see less of that? You want to see more Correct. Enterprise Center, especially watching what the Blues have done the last three games, hopefully again tonight. And I thought Chris Kerber's point was fantastic as I was driving to the studio listening. This is a great kind of a uh, uh, test, a quiz for Jordan Bennington to have every other game like it'll be for a playoff series where you would think Binner's going to get every single game. 
Fair warning to Matt Rocco. We're going to do five for Frank in a mere minute here. Five for Chuck, brought to you by Greenville University. Also, Offenberg Hyundai's located in O'Fallon, Illinois. We were in O'Fallon, Missouri last week. Had a great time out there. But this is O'Fallon, Illinois, Charlie, which is really close to downtown St. Louis. OffenbergHyundai.com is the website. 30th anniversary of selling Hyundais in this area. They were the absolute first to do it. And along the way, the brand has improved. You have the North American car of the year. Genesis won that. Then later, the Elantra won that. Because Hyundai was investing in the top designers, the top engineers. That means you're going to get a great car. And because it's Offenburg, you're going to get great service. Highway 64, we're talking about 10 minutes from downtown St. Louis. Greenmount Road is the exit. You can't miss it. You can see it from the highway. Start the search online at Hyundai. Dot com. Chuck, you ready to do this? You ready? Let's do it. Let's Time do it. Time to tee up the hot topics. It's Five for Frank. Brought to you by Greenville University, a liberal arts institution. Just 45 miles from St. Louis. All right, Chuck. Baseball season's here. It's a great time of year to really not work that hard because, you know, the Masters are around the corner. It's almost Easter. Think about April. You got yeah. March Madness ending and then, of course, the championship games in April, opening day, hockey playoffs, Masters. Basketball playoffs. Basketball playoffs. I mean, it's just a great month to kind of shut her down. and just shut her down. Take some vacation. God, I really hope that bosses of companies, you know, are not listening and saying all these idiots do is tell people to shut it down. Hold on a second. There's other there's other places of business like restaurants, though, and bars. If we shut it down for a little bit, we go to the restaurants, we go to the bars, we drink. We eat some nice food. Maybe you go to the to the Magic House. You take your kids. There's a lot of places you can spend. Your, you rent a room with okay. the Marlowe exp- at the Marlowe Marlowe Inn, and sure. there's some nice little uh, income for them. The B and B would be great at the Marlowe Inn because yeah. at like midnight, you could crush a 12 pack with the owner Chuck, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and then in the morning, Jess would serve a very healthy breakfast. That is true. Start your day right. You could gamble with me at night. Chuck would ask questions at the breakfast table and who you should bet on that day. It's a bed and breakfast. You're in your room. You're in bed. You're quiet. It's like. Hey, hey, you seeing this? You see Portland State's not going to cover. Like, <laughs> excuse me? How about this? You call it the bet and breakfast. Hey, can you watch my daughter? I want to watch the end of this game real quick. Here, come on. Look, I'll tell watch you what, her. My daughter, she's she's just beautiful. She's the best. 14 months old. She's walking. Is she really? I think she's a prodigy. She's gambling. <laughs> she's gambling. Chuck, predict the, <laughs> predict the NL Central. I just need place of finish, top to bottom. I know you were digging into some Bovada odds earlier. Should we just, read those first? Sure. Did you already do that? I did not. We okay. saved that stuff for you. Let for me the find be- them. Hey, it's the bet and breakfast with Chuck. I think fans like this stuff. According to Bovada, NL Central over-under win totals. The most, the Cardinals, 88.5. The Cubs, second most, 88. Wow. Milwaukee in third, 86 and a half. Cincinnati in fourth with 79. Wow. Pittsburgh in last, 77 and a half. I think I like the Reds over. I think I can get them to around 500. I kind of like the Pirates over yeah. a little bit, actually. Everybody's kind of in that 80-ish range. Yeah. So, Bovada higher on the Cubs than baseball perspective. Who, who really kind of ticked them Pakoda off. Also. Pakoda. Pakoda is the one that really... That's the, baseball perspectives, does Pakoda. Okay, and they were ticking off now, let me see the what Cubs with their low total Wasn't prediction. Wasn't it about 80-ish? It was below 500. They were in the 70s because Joe Madden was actually putting it on the daily you know, grid for their workout. 79 and wow. 83. Guys, bad news. According to Pakoda, if the playoffs, if their projections are right, the Cardinals would be, again, on the outside. 
looking in. What if I they say they like the brewers, don't they, Pakota? What if I say I, I like I like for the most part the way that this is structured, except for I'm gonna flip the Brewers and the Cubs. I'm gonna say the Cardinals do win the division, and I think the Cardinals will also add at the deadline. I'm gonna say Brewers in second. I'm gonna say Cubs in third. I do think the Reds will be in fourth, and I think the Pirates are gonna be in fifth because I don't think the Pirates will really I know we joke about this. Will the Pirates try at the hundred game mark? Or the trading deadline. Will they try to win this year? I think the Reds actually might because <coughs> the Reds this past offseason, they've made a bunch of moves for 2019. They have guys who will be free agents afterwards. If there's any year for the Reds to actually add at the deadline, it's this year. So you think Cards win the Central, followed by the Cubs, then Brewers? No, I said Brewers second. Brewers second. That's my guess. <sighs> the Cubs seem to be in a really weird position right now as if there's a lot going on behind the scenes that's only harmony yeah, potentially some, we are going to talk to dave kaplan coming up kind at of disharmony with the potential to become dysfunctional it, just, it seems to be very strange right now but is it so strange just because they're saying hey what don't eat fast food but there's pushback the from the no front office and jugglers okay <laughs> It's pushback from the front office right towards the manager. The players have to pick sides on this, I think, and that can cause issues. I don't know. I just think Joe Madden, we like to talk about him. He's so quotable. If they start out really hot, that'll all go away. I it wasn't the, like they were bad. Last I think the year. Brewers will regress a little bit. I think yes. they're I think people and that's why the Pakota, which is based on a lot of numbers and computers, that surprises me. I don't want to be that guy, that Homer guy, but I think the cards are gonna win the division. I do. Early on, I think pitching Brewers, depth is going to be huge. Yeah, the Brewers will have bullpen issues, you'd think, early. Maybe they do get Craig Kimbrell, but the Cardinals have so many weapons pitching-wise, and they have so many guys that still will help, like uh, Carlos Martinez, maybe Alex Reyes in the rotation towards the, the end of the season. They just have a lot of quality options. That's why I don't want to say I laughed about it, but when Carlos Martinez got hurt, and we didn't know that he was going to be out for any period of time, but I think... Some people thought like Dakota Hudson was just some random guy. You know what I'm saying? And Dakota Hudson is now the third starter. I said earlier, I love the fact that they're not saying, "Well, Wayno's our third. He's the Mike Schilt is you know the grown up approach. Hudson is the third best pitcher on this staff. Then Waka, then Wainwright. They basically spelled it out that way. Kudos. And that should not surprise people. This is a first round pick. He was the Cardinals minor league pitcher of the year. He was the Pacific Coast League pitcher of the year. And in his short stint up as a reliever. He was really good last season. It wasn't like the Cardinals are, oh, man, who are we going to have? They have quality options to fill those spots. All right, lap two, the percentage of people, wrong show, percentage of people that root for Duke that are not alums, my premise with them. Notre Dame. Do Notre Dame, too. They become so hated. If you're Catholic, though. So hated that, yeah, I think Notre Dame gets a lot of that. But if you're not a Duke alum, just a sports fan, big old fan. I would think you're rooting against Duke, even if it ruins your bracket. Ah, that's it. See, I was listening to you guys on my way down, and I thought you had a great conversation about it because I would normally always root against Duke, except for this year. How many people picked Duke to win in their bracket? And also, what Brian Hoffman said, which I agree with, Zion Williamson it's is Zion. so fun to watch. I've never seen a dude jump so high. He's six foot seven, two eighty five, all muscle. He jumps through the gym, and I know they shot well the other day. But has there ever been a team over the course of a whole season 
that was better athletically? Maybe this is a good rock question. They're horrible shooters. They have some of the best <laughs> athletes on this planet, and they're the worst three-point shooting team in the entire tournament. They can't shoot the basketball, even though they were okay against Central Florida. How about the kid for Wofford? Tangent. Who was 0 for 12. Oh, I felt bad for him. And he's the all-time NCAA leader. Fletcher in, McGee. Yeah, Fletcher yeah. McGee in three-pointers. I think 500-some-odd for his career. 0 for 12 in their exit the other day. But what is the percent? I would say it's like 10% of people that are like, I love Duke. Most people that didn't go there, I think, like, oh, I'm sick of Duke. You want him to win? No. Don't you think that's the majority of people out there? I agree with that. But, again, I think when March Madness comes around, everybody throws the 5 or 10 or 20 bucks in their bracket pool. They want to win that. So I had to root for Duke the other day just because I need to beat my wife in this bracket pool. I feel like you just need to make a decision early on because I picked Duke to win it, and sometimes I care if I have picked the winner. Sometimes I don't. You need to make a decision as to what you want. Do you want a lot of Cinderella's advancing and screwing up brackets and busting people's picks? Or do you want the Blue Bloods in it late? And it was kind of obvious early on that Cinderella wasn't going to appear. So if that's the case, I want Zion playing as deep into the tournament as possible. I picked Michigan to win just because I didn't want to pick Duke. Oh, wow. Not that I wanted to root against, but I just thought everybody's bracket's going to have Duke. i got to come up with something else. That's the reason I ended up with Michigan. All right, number three, your team loses. Do you root for the team <laughs> that just bounced your team? You're... Now, it's different because you like Michigan State and you like the program. They beat Bradley. Do you take a certain level of pride if the team that knocked you out then makes a little bit of a run? Yes, I think that makes you look better. But also, how did you play in that game? And I'm not trying to, again, shame Marquette. But wow. a lot of this... Yeah. Hold on, hold wow. on. That's okay. That's fair. No, I'm being honest. To me, a lot of this has to do with, for example, did you overperform your seed? And I know you'll make fun of me, but did you overperform the spread? Spread. And, and really, that's, that's kind of the, uh, you know, how, how are you perceived? If you do better than that, okay, you can at least take that away. Like Bradley, I did not expect Bradley to win. They gave Michigan State a game for 30 minutes. I never thought they'd win that game, but they played better than a lot of people expected, and I'm fine with that. For a Bradley fan, getting to the tournament was the win. Marquette, as a five seed, to not even play well in that game. and Wow, okay, we get it. Right, right. You guys got blown out. That's a little different. I'm just being honest. Am but, I wrong? So do you root for the team? So for me, I'd say historically, yes, because you feel better. Like, ah, we lost to the eventual champion. But I kind of wanted Murray State to get bounced. just because, and, But not at that score, because then I'm like, oh, my God, maybe they're not even any good. They just got drilled by Florida State. I kind of wanted him out. Does that make me a bad person? Well, you are a bad person. That doesn't make you a bad Whoa. person. But doesn't the whole John Morant thing also factor in a la Zion? Didn't you want to see more of John Morant? No, I did no, not. No, okay, I get that. That was personal. I know. After, I would have. I would game, have if it wouldn't have that been. That dude was fun to watch. Absolutely. And he started hot against Florida State, and then wheels came off. Number four. Martin now has an aluminum can over there. How many drinking receptacles do you have? All right, a number of these water... First of all, I was sick last week, so I was just drinking lots of liquids. But a number of these were Goodness. water bottles that hadn't been finished this off. This is wasteful. I'm not going to... 
It's recyclable. It's not recycled yet, though. It's well, just... they're going to the recycle bin. They're not empty yet. It is weird, though, to have four or five that all have about a quarter. <laughs> yes. well, what happens every day is in my backpack, I'll shove a bottle of water, and then I'll drink it during the show, and I'll forget I already had one in there. And then I throw my back out, and Dr. Rick's like, you really got to check your backpack. Are there water bottles? I'm like, yes, there are. <laughs> it's back. All right, number four. Your optimism for the Billikens next year. Their exit was rather painful on Friday. Did cut it to 10. With about 10 minutes to go, there was brief hope, and then uh, they went silent. That was bad. Down first 40 half. to 18. It's funny because I had texted Chris May on Thursday and said, my only request, play better than Marquette. Mm. He should have said, won't be a problem. He just said, thanks, go Bills, or whatever, something simple. I would have responded if I were him with a sarcastic shot. It turns out it was almost it was worse at halftime. They're down by 22. Billikens rallied a bit, looked like a team out of gas, didn't play well. Next year, you're adding Hargrove and Collins. There'll be other players coming in. You lose Javon Bess. Isabel and Wiley you didn't really care about for most of the year until down the stretch, Isabel became a key performer. But I would say next year, you're probably a bubble tournament team. Bubble. But also I- losing Foreman, who is a, a solid rotational player. I don't know if I can say the Billikens will be a bubble team without seeing grad transfers. what Ford does in the transfer game, which I think... Billiken fans should be optimistic because Travis Ford does really good in the transfer game. I just wonder, I think Yuri Collins is super talented. Hargrove, super talented. As freshmen, though, what are they going to bring to the table? I, I think two years from now, when Hassan French and Goodwin are seniors, you, would, probably hope, you would hope for sure they're back to a tournament team. But I think, look, if Travis Ford can get a couple... Uh, transfers, maybe a grad transfer. We'll see about the other kid that's a shooter. They need three-point shooters. They need some guys. And that's why when you watch that game, unfortunately, on on Friday, you knew it was going to be almost impossible for Slew to come back because to make a comeback like that, like look at Iowa, you have to make a lot of three-pointers. And Slew doesn't do that. And they have a lot of great athletes, guys that can penetrate, but they need some shooters. Boom. With emphasis. <laughs> Sorry. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. Five for Frank slash Chuck. Brought to you by Greenville, University Greenville.edu. That's only four, in case you were wondering. Number five five for Frank, Chuck, Marlowe, O-E, O-W-E? Just O-W. I get it wrong a lot, too. When I type your names in it, I still put the E on the end. I think, though, my ancestors, it might have actually been E, and they dropped it when they came over on the old boat. True or false? Sometimes you spit into your hands to fix your hair. There was this video as an NBC international correspondent, and they go to him. I think it was NBC, and he's got great head of hair, but he's spitting into his hands and fixing. They're like, "Well, we'll get back to him in a little bit." Is that? I know you got a big flow there. Is that a move that is often done? I'm not gonna lie. I've I've licked my hand before. I've licked the fingers before. You lick yeah. the fingers. Yeah. You need a little yeah. bit of. Uh, That's different. Of your own kind this of. This was like a loogie. Yeah, he yeah, was, he hocked oh, a loogie yeah. and just spit it into his hand. Ah, it looked disgusting. Ah, I've never done you've that. You've done, done that. Okay, thank I've you. never done that. How do you go about your day after doing that? Wouldn't that just gross you out the rest Correct. of the day after doing that in your I mean, hair? I, I didn't look close. I mean, he may be in like war torn yes, Syria. Like a war correspondent. Right. So I think he gets a little bit like. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't get to go and pick up my moose at the Walgreens. Okay, I'm in the fr- middle of a freaking war. So we do have to cut him some slack. Well, just let the hair I be bad then. Who cares? That. 
Yeah, <coughs> I also I hate to I hate to uh, gotta get the blame. war correspondent helmet at that point. Yeah, I hate to blame people behind the scenes. They punched him up. I feel wow. like no one. Hold on, look. Everybody has a tough job, and sometimes you gotta punch probably, a button. Probably Willie's fault. No, <laughs> it looked like they punched him up way too early. Right? Correct. And he was not ready to be on. That's so fair. all I'm saying is maybe somebody didn't talk in his ear. Maybe they punched him up too early. Again, the guy looked like he was in some type of conflict zone. I will give him a pass, but it was also funny. Correct. Hey, at 1 o'clock, you have the hard line. You also have doors opening at Fast Eddie's. They're open seven days a week. They've got live music every single day. So maybe your day's off for Monday, Tuesday. You can... Get in sort of that Friday mood at Fast Eddie's. Doesn't matter what day of the week it is. It's always festive. The great menu. Half pound Fat Eddie burger. Homemade bratwurst. Strobinger texts me now every time I mention Fast Eddie's. And don't tell them, don't forget to tell them. They can get the full Strobinger. It, it, it's not a thing yet, but if you order the whole menu, sit there for a couple hours. Order everything on the menu. It's called the full Strobinger. At least based on the three of us. We call it that. <coughs> Excuse me. That's why I got all these water bottles, guys. Hey, man, you're fighting cough. through it. You're fighting through it. Fast Eddie's, great food, great fun. It's Alton, Illinois, just across the Clark Street Bridge. Turn right, can't miss it. Fourth and Broadway. The food's great. The beer's cold. Live music, fun, festive, birthdays, bachelorette parties. It's always a big old party at Fast Eddie's in Alton, Illinois. Oh!